Hello everyone and welcome to Being Naked. My name is Venus Counselor, your host. And just like every episode, let's just begin today by taking our deepest barriers down, even the ones we don't know about. Push them down, pull them down, destroy and uncreate them. <laughs> and great news if you created them. So if you want to pick them back up after this episode, you can or at any time. Um, let's just try for a few minutes without them. And I am so excited. Um, I, we have Lale Hancock here today, and I'm sure I'm probably going to cry. Um, <laughs> uh, this woman has touched my life in ways I could not have imagined possible. Um, she's changed things for me. Um, just by being her, um, the gift that she is, the laughter, the willingness to try new things, and um, definitely she's willing to be out of control. So I thought she'd be a great guest for us today. So welcome, Lale. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I think I'm going to cry too now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We don't have any barriers, so we can do it. <laughs> we are naked now, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so I actually want to start kind of with the opposite. Like, how? What was control for you? What What was being in control? How How did you yeah. define control for the beginning part of your life? <laughs> Yeah. You know what? It's funny because um, if I look back today, it's very different than what I was perceiving back then, what control even was, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I had to know everything. Like I was the kind of person who never wanted to know just my piece or this little piece. I always wanted to know the big picture. And if I didn't, I didn't feel I had control. Um, cause sometimes something could come from this corner or another corner. And so control really for me was more of, um, education and information and awareness, you know? Um, now that said, if I noticed that someone was kind of taking our project the, the wrong direction, cause back then I did think there was right or wrong, um, or if someone was just the bottleneck and causing problems or something like that, I would jump in. Like I wouldn't allow that to exist. It would be like, okay, this is this. Okay. What do we need to do? Who do we need to add to it? You know, like what other back then I would say, what other solutions do we need to come up with? What other ideas do we need to have? Like, I just wouldn't allow anything to stop us from where we were headed. Hmm. And uh, yeah, and I've realized today, you know, it doesn't mean that was wrong. It's just that now there's also other ways I could look at it. So it's kind of interesting, like this whole idea of control. Um, and if you notice, when we control, our bodies are different too, mm -hmm. you know? It's, so I don't know if you want to address any of that as well. Yeah, well, um, it's interesting that you say that about business. I think for me, the being in control was, um, I was a calendar Nazi. <laughs> like I was like, 
micromanaging all my time. Like I got to schedule this and this and this and, and, and like making myself wrong if I was off target or wasn't happening, you know? Um, but so control can definitely show up in all of our lives, but it does limit what's possible. And, um, I'd love to ask you, like, what are you, what are you aware of that we're taught about control? Like, yeah, let's go there. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, as kids, there is no control. Like you're willing to play. If it doesn't work, someone doesn't want to play. You just try something new. Like as kids, we don't even know this whole world of control. We learn it. And so it is, it's like, okay, even control what you eat. Like I remember my mom would say, hey, you have to have breakfast. It's the start of your day. That's how you're going to have some energy. I hated having breakfast. Like my body in the mornings just did not desire eating. And so like one of those ways of controlling like is how we structure ourselves to when we have to eat, what we have to eat. Our meal has to have all the elements of protein and grain and vegetables and this and that. And I've just realized like I, my body was just never like that, you know? Mm. And, and with her controlling me eating became the fight, you know, and not wanting to fight with mom. So then I would like follow what she required, you know? And, but it was, it was not just that. It's like all these things that we look at, like you were saying the calendar, and when you mention that, like, I'm very organized. Like, I know exactly what I require. And I, you know, I'm really good. My calendar really keeps me up to date. But one thing I realized is even back then, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, when I was working, you know, in the corporate world, like, it was always chaotic. Like, it was there. I knew what meetings needed to happen, but there was always something that didn't happen the way it was supposed to or a meeting went in a different direction. Like there was always the non-control of allowing whatever else was required jumped in, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, and um, and I'd love for you to elaborate more on that because I think a lot of people, when we start saying out of control, a lot of people go, whoa, that's just gonna be a mess and I'm not gonna be able to handle my life. So would you speak a little bit more to what we are aware of about out of control. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you, all of these like terms, like even the out of control, every day is a new day and new level of awareness. And so, you know, for me, the last 10 years being a certified facilitator for access consciousness, like I've gotten to explore things from a different angle. And the whole control is is one that I'm still a control freak at moments. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still the bulldozer, you know, going through the wall, going through whatever I have to to get to where I'm going. Um, but one thing I realized is with control comes a lot of assumptions, you know, like, okay, I have to do this. And therefore, these are the steps to do it and really trying to define it and limit it. But the out of control is the willingness to ask questions. It's really like, okay, so, okay, this is what I'd like to create, right? This is this project or this business or whatever. Okay, so now what? 
instead of the, oh, I have to do the business plan first and I have to do this piece second and this and this and this, it's actually asking it, hi, whatever you are, what do you require? You know, what would you like me to create you as, you know, who would you like me to talk to and share that you want to come into the world? Like it becomes this engagement of you with it and not assuming that you already know everything, but Hey, what is required here is one of the first questions. Mm -hmm. And then you also allow you to receive information from the universe, from the future, you know, from other people who've had experiences with this, not to do it exactly like them, but to gain additional awareness of what am I not even thinking about? You know, what's not even in my world of what I should consider here. Mm -hmm. And so without a control, you know, at first, when I first heard it, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. What do you mean? Not control, not know where we're going. Who am I giving my life to here? <laughs> and then I realized, no, no, that's not what out of control is at all. It's the willingness to receive information and awareness from everywhere. It's the willingness not to think you have to do it all by yourself and then limit the infinite possibilities. It's the willingness to allow you to explore things you just never even thought about. And that's just one, I would say, of the possibilities of out of control because it comes in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah, and I love how you, you talked about control, like how it is limited. Like it actually has a, a, a regiment, a, a limited amount of what can be created or what's possible. And my experience of being out of control is is more of a just being fluid, just being able to move and change as things come because life happens even, you know, you you wake up one day and you're like, I want to go run a marathon and you break your toe. Like it happens, right? So instead of that becoming something wrong or bad, it's just like, okay, well, apparently my body didn't want to run a marathon today, right? But see, that too, okay? Like we have so many ideas, but do we ever engage our body? Is that what our body would like to do? Like that injury, so it was really interesting because I did a 60 mile walk from, I think it was Baltimore to or Frederick. It was from Frederick to DC and it was three days and back then gosh this is so many years ago but i remember i didn't even ask would my body want to do this you know i just wasn't even thinking that way even though i used to talk a lot to my body but i realized you know i ended up losing some nails you know and there were some tough moments swelling of knees you know there's just a lot of things that come along with 60 miles and i realized now, looking at that moment, like I could have just asked, hey, body, would you like to do a 60 mile walk? And it's not like your body talks like you and I are talking, but there's lightness, which means yes. And there's heaviness and condensed energy that your body's like, no, you know, and if I would have included my body then, which I might have actually, like maybe I wouldn't have had swollen knees, or maybe I still would have, who knows, but it's the engagement. It's the asking of the question. Like, for example, I bought, I was going to a, um, a charity event in DC 
and I had to go buy new shoes. And of course I had to do them the day of the event, right? And it was so funny because I, um, I found the shoes and how many beautiful shoes that have heels do we wear the first time and we can be in them for 10 hours? That's pretty rare, you know? <laughs> um, but, but I remember asking, so I found two pairs of shoes and um, two of the same kind, same size. And I started asking a questions. I was like, hey, if I buy you, will you make me money? And all three said yes. And then I said, okay, each of them, if I buy you, will you be nurturing to my body? And can I wear you for a long, many hours? And only one said yes. Mm. And that's the one that I bought. And that day of that event, because I was part of the actual hosting team as well, like, I think I was with those heels for 12 hours. And it wasn't until like the last hour that my feet were like, I'm done. Let's get out of these shoes. But that's the thing I'm saying, like in the controlled environment, we're not including our body. We're not including the earth. We're not including possibilities. We have an answer to what we've made be a problem or the solution. This is the answer. Instead of that exploration of, hey, everything has consciousness. Let me ask that question and see what's actually going to create greater for me and the world. Mm. And when we include the world, the world gets to give to you. That's beautiful. I'd, I'd love for you to share what are some ways that you create out of control with um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because every day I talk to my businesses and the first thing I do is destroy and create everything I've defined them to be, like all the projections and expectations. And, and then I ask them, you know, who are you today? And what grand and glorious adventures do you want to have today? And it's amazing. Like, you know, like yesterday we went to the beach. Like, it was so funny. Like, I've been like creating, creating, creating. And so I forget there's even an outside. You know, I've been inside so long. And yesterday we're like, no, we're actually going to go. So we were here, you know, the first few hours of the morning creating. And then we went to the beach and it was like, wow. And I realized my head was going crazy. Like, you know, just picking up everybody's stuff. And I was like, hey let me go put my feet in the ocean. Mm. And um, of course it was cold at first. So I'm gently like, you know, standing there. And then I was like, ocean, what can I contribute to you today? Mm. And, you know, um, I'm a symphony advanced practitioner. And so I started doing some symphony energy with the ocean. And it was so beautiful. Immediately, I got like 10 ideas of different things for the business, for me, for my project in Dubai. Like, like it just seemed like I opened the door to have clarity. And then it didn't matter what people were doing. It didn't matter the loud music they were playing on the beach. Like that world, it didn't disappear, but it didn't affect me anymore. And it really was this engagement with the ocean and the world and my businesses and to play, 
you know, like the out of control really took away the seriousness of creating something and really opened it up to the silliness that I am, you know, mm -hmm. I love laughing. I love being silly. I love play. And so it became the creation of play with the ocean instead of ocean, make it all go away. You know, like I'm here because they're going, you know, they're so loud and all this stuff's going on. So like, it really was the out of control, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, just, you'll know, your body knows, like when you control, notice how tense your body might get or tight. But when you're out of control, there's so much more space in your world with your body. There's more relaxation. It's not from force, but it comes from space. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much. And actually that remi reminds me, Speaking of bodies, I know you have a conscious vagina class coming up tonight. <laughs> Please tell us more about that. What is that? <laughs> you know, it's so funny because this this program um, is an access consciousness specialty program. And it got created when I was facilitating a right voice for you class in France. And it was three days of a master class. And I would facilitate people about their voice and kind of like what's going on in their lives and, and their voice and blah, blah, blah. And for three days, it didn't matter if we had men, women, if they were in person or online, we were just constantly um, unlocking like people and their sexualness, you know, this connection of living, you know, that we have. And then sexuality, you know, they're a woman, they're a man, they're all this stuff between the polarities of the sexes and all the places they were locking their voice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. And the joke became in the class that I need to create a class called the right vagina for you. <laughs> and I laugh. I laugh so hard. Um, and then, but I stayed in the question because like the energy of it kept playing with me and talk about it out of control. That's when something wants to come alive with you too. It's just going to keep being in your head. Like, hi, I'm here. I'm here. Pay attention to me. And then, um, five months later, we were in Costa Rica and I was standing next to the founder of Axis Consciousness, Gary Douglas. And I'm like, Gary, can I just talk to you for a minute? I said, you know, it's so funny. I had this class and since then, just this whole world of vaginas keeps popping for me. Like, what do you perceive about me doing a class about vaginas? And Gary's really amazing because he, he taps into the energy of what you're saying. And then he gets a yes or no. And he was like, yes, do it. And I was like, okay, you know, what ideas do you have about the name? And he said, um, he said the vagina monologues. And I was like, oh, Oh yeah. And then I realized, no, there's a whole play. HBO has this whole thing. There's a lawsuit. I'm not getting myself into that one. But then I kept asking it questions. And after the first class that we did, it desired to be conscious vagina. And it's been really magical. It's, I don't know, like three or four years I've been facilitating all around the world and online. And um, it's, it's really about stopping the separation of you and any part of your body you know our bodies are our best friends they're our co-creators and when 
you judge, let's say your nose or you judge your breasts or whatever, your vagina, whatever, your penis, like all that energy you're putting towards the judgment is there as a stopping point. It's there as a box. But when you start to set, put, you know, like really have communication and communion with all parts of your body, now you've got all of you and all of your body in the generation and creation of what you desire to actualize. And so one thing for me, this class makes me cry out of gratitude because I've had so many people who've had health issues that they end up changing it, you know? And then people who had cancer that don't have cancer anymore, you know, people who, you know, their pelvis had dropped and then now it doesn't like there's, and it's not just about me and the energies of this class, but it's what the person gets empowered with their body. See, even your dog's telling us, see, your dog likes it too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, the confidence in people, the way they're being, you know, their being shines instead of exclusion. And um, don't worry, we don't mind him barking. It's all good. He's adding to the energy. He's doing the out of control. We're getting a little too serious. I got out of control energies. Okay, cool. That's true. Good point. Oh, she's like, okay, I'll be out of control for you. <laughs> no, but you notice like there is a little bit of seri seriousness that happened because we're talking about this topic that no one's supposed to talk about. It's this forbidden right. thing you know and it's not our bodies hey we have them we've got to talk about them we've got to take away this taboo that we've put about any part of our bodies you know anywhere you're judging you're limiting so like what if we could be grateful and the part that i love most is men and women are in these classes you know sometimes i have that come together. I have had moms and daughters come together, sisters, you know, best friends. And it really is this gift of giving ourselves um, the permission to no longer judge ourselves. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. And so if somebody wanted, is like, oh, yes, I want that. Uh, where would they find out more information about conscious vagina? Mm -hmm. If they go to globalwellnessforall.com slash events, all our events are listed there. And uh, yeah, join us. I mean, like even ask your body, because see, it's so funny. You know, I said it earlier quickly, but like when something resonates with you in your body and it's the truth for you, it's going to be spacious and light. Mm -hmm. But when something doesn't resonate, you know, it's more of that condensed tightness for me, energy, that heaviness means no. And it's okay if you get a no, no and you never have to try it. But if it's light and expansive, like what is it that your body's also showing you with that space? What a great invitation and perfect for the episode of being naked. <laughs> Trying Lale for <laughs> conscious vagina. It's perfect. <laughs> awesome. And how can people find you, Lale? Um, more information well, about you, Global Wellness for All. 
Yeah, Global Wellness for All is one of my businesses, and so we can have it there. You can go to lalehancock.com, and that will take you to my other business, Bella Pimo, and it has a lot of my media and uh, different speaking engagements that I've had. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you, Lale. This has been such a great conversation. I really, really love the invitation that you are for bodies to include your body and maybe even be a little more out of control with it. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. <laughs> and thank you for you. And it's such a pleasure to be here with you. And thank you everyone who's watching this now or later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.